You know, a lot of times, yes. One of the things that, that men have to learn is a lot of, because we're the ones that don't like church much, but it's not about what we like, it's what about is sufficient for our families. That's right. Because you got to remember, gentlemen, you're raising four, three to four generations. Your son, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. So it's a good thing to start early with that. One of the things that we done last week when we started, we talked about forgiveness. And it started out, even in the prayer that Jesus gave us, he started out talking about forgiveness. That is in Luke, uh, Luke 1 and 4. We'll start there, NIV, all right? And it says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said unto them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And I was good with everything until he got to this one. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive anyone who sins against us. That's the tough one. That's the tough thing. We want to, you know, we, before we can get forgiveness from the Father, we got to do some forgiveness of some people who may have injured us. And it should be an easy thing to say, why, Pastor? How many people have you injured? Well. All right. And lead us not into temptation. And then he says, lead us not into temptation. Now, the step that we're going to do, if you remember, we're doing the steps. We had nine. We made a direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would cause injury to them or others. And you remember last week we talked about that we need to go to people and make amends, right? We all got that down, right? And it's a, uh, uh, when we, we didn't have enough time to do for it. But first of all, that's what it means. It means that we need to make amends when we can make amends. Because all of us know that there are some people we hurt, and in the old school say, you owe them. Mom. All right? And if nothing else, an apology. And sometimes uh, I, uh, uh, you may owe them financially, but you've got to make those amends. You've got to make those amends. But here's the key we want to talk about today. Whenever it is possible that someone doesn't get injured. Here's where the problem at church. Listen to me very careful. When people come to church and they hear this, they think that they need to go to everybody. Now, some folks you can't go to. That's right. Right? Because it's going to cause a confrontation. That's right. right? You got to remember, forgiveness is a spiritual thing, right? It's comes to see. I can say forgiveness. I've said that many times here, but real forgiveness is a spiritual thing. That's right. It comes from the spirit and from the heart. Isn't that right? And so, uh, what what is, that step is telling us is that there's some people it would injure. Now, there's two ways it can injure. You can injure people because some folks have been nursing their pain. I think I have a scripture there where we used last week where there are some folks that are still there. And if you bring that up again, then they're going to be angry. All right? I don't know where that's at. You got it? We're going to find it. Okay. <laughs> at yes. Matthew 6 and 14, 14 and 15. 15 from right. the Amplified. It says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins. And, 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 and this is what we need to do. We need, to, we need to forgive some folks now, all right? Now, uh, now, don't try to use this and throw this back in somebody's face. Say, well, you know, the pastor said, you ought to forgive me. <laughs> no. All right. 
Scripture says your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So, so in other words, your heavenly Father will forgive you according to how you treat other people. That's Scripture. That's not me talking. All right? goes on to say, but if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger. See, in other words, there's some people who are too busy nourishing their hurt and anger that they can't forgive. Now, I'm going to go someplace else with that. There's some people so busy, come on, uh, nourishing their hurt and anger that they're not going to receive what you forgive them for. Well. Do you understand? It's a two-way street here. And so that, those are the people that we're going to talk about a little bit about today. Those are the people that you caused anger because you're bringing up something and they're looking for a confrontation. Does that make sense? So, so, so some things that you got to, and my mother used to say, some things you're better off leaving alone. You take it to God and let him handle it. Here we go. And Pastor, it goes on to say that nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God. Right. See, so sometimes if we don't do this two-way street, it's going to interfere with our relationship with God. Some people, if you bring that up, they've got past that. You bring that up, that's going to injure their relationship with God. Does that make sense? Because they've got over it and they've gone on with their life and you're bringing up something that will take them backwards. Right? That's why you have to have the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you what to where and when and how. All right? Because then it says, then your father will not forgive your trespasses. So, so when we, we have to be careful now how we hurt people and what we do because what we're asking God to do for us is going to be determined by how we do for others. And many people's prayer has been blocked because they haven't forgiven some other folks. Who in your life would you have to be that important that you miss your blessings from God because you wouldn't forgive somebody of something they've done for you? You see? Now, that don't mean y'all got to go out and be best friends. That just means you forgive them. The old folks say forgive and forget them. That's right. Send them on their way. But in your spirit and in your heart, you have to forgive them uh, or you'll start nourishing that anger and that upset. There are people who are angry with people who are dead. And they're still hold, holding that anger in. And let me tell you this, when you get on your knees and pray to God, then God's not hearing you because he's already told you that before you get that, you need to forgive. Amen. Then you come back to me. I think there's a scripture where it says that, uh, that if you have something going on with somebody, then you need to, before you even pray. That's right. Before you even pray. Before you even pray. He says, uh, no, you need to go get something right. And then come back and bring your offering. That's scripture, folks. No, that's what it says. You know, that scripture says before you even pray, God won't even receive your offering. He says, no, you need to leave the offering at the altar. That's what it says in the scripture. At the altar, then go fix that. Amen. Then come back and give it to me, and then I'll receive it. You see? God doesn't want anything from us that's defiled. You see? That's why a lot of people think that I'm being nice because we don't take up an offering in this church. Right? Do you know why we don't take up an offering in this church? We don't want anybody griping that the church is after nothing but their money. If you don't want to put nothing there, don't put nothing in and go and go in God's speed. Because that's right. That's why we don't do that in here. Because we want the right heart, the right attitude, and the right spirit. 
Does that make sense to what I'm doing? So I'm saving somebody. I'm blessing you. So you can put that money out. That's all the church wants is my money. Yeah, with your $5. But anyway, <laughs> you see? No. You see what I'm saying? This, this thing is a spiritual thing. We need to get this right. You know what's sad? Say what's bad. You got people sitting in here probably right now, sitting beside each other. Husbands and wives sitting beside each other, right? Holding things against one another and causing their prayers to be hindered. And when you cause your prayers to be hindered, you hinder the next generation. Because yes, God ain't hearing you. This is what he said in the Lord's Prayer. This ain't me making this up. So some of you looking at me, I don't know. This ain't, I didn't write that uh, uh, because I'd have changed that a little bit myself. But I didn't write that. So is it important enough for you to hold on to your anger against your husband or your wife, your ex-husband or your ex-wife or whoever, enough that it'll hinder your prayers that when you pray for your children, God ain't hearing you? You see? Is it that important to you? You see, that's why it says, uh, uh, it tells us to make amends. You see, all of us have made some mistakes in our lives, haven't we? And we've hurt some people in our lives, right? But we only see what people have done to us, not what we've done to others. Do you understand? All right. Still looking. Okay, I don't need that one. But you see. Oh. She sent it to me. Y'all can do that? She sent it to me, yeah. I still have a flip phone. Y'all up here. (laughs) Folks sending sending scriptures, folks in there. That's, That's pretty strong. Because I want you to get that, right? We need to get this, folks. We need to get what is important in your life should be the most important thing in your life. Look at me as your relationship with God. Your relationship with God is going to determine the relationship of your, the generations. If you look in Exodus 20, God says, if you don't get it right, I will throw second, third, fourth generations will suffer for what the first one done. That's right. And many of us sitting in, you all sitting in here know that you could have had an easier path if your parents would have had it together. Amen. You suffered because of them. Amen. You suffered because of your parents' sins. All right? Now, don't be afraid to call your parents out. If they didn't get it done, they didn't get it done. That's right. All right? And the scripture is Matthew chapter 5, verse 23. It says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. He's saying, I don't want your money. I don't want your gift. Get it right with other folks. And then we're talking about when it's reasonable to get it right with other folks. Are you all with me? Some of you don't look at me like you're mad at me. That was Jesus talking. Whoa. It is yeah. in the red. Yeah, it's in the red. That's Jesus talking. All right? That goes for all of us in here. For all, all of us in here. And anybody's get See, ain't no, remember my old saying? Ain't no, but two people mad. The devil and the people got the devil in them. That's right. So you're either one. Don't be none of them. You either got the, the devil's mad, and if you're mad, you got the devil in you. Because this is Jesus Christ of Nazareth talking. It's in the red. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? And see, a lot of times, when it's, I'm one of the very few pastors that tell you some of the things in the scripture that makes me cringe, and this is one. Because I just like to get a little punch in. He's talking about forgive. Can't I just say something? But the Bible says, no. If you want to, you pay a whale of a price. 
Your anger costs you a weight of a price. All right? Pastor, let's look at forgiveness. Okay. Which forgiveness is a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you. So that's what he's asking us. You got to start there. You got to, yes, no matter how bad they've hurt you, what they've done. Let me tell you something. You free yourself when you forgive others. You free yourself when you forgive others. As long as you stay upset with a person, they're still inflicting you with pain. Why would you have somebody that big in your life? It causes you pain every time you think of them. That's why you forgive them, because it frees you. It heals your spirit. Make sense? Definition. It goes on to say, this is the hard part, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. And, in, and see, and I haven't met anybody, I've only met a very few people in my head that deserve my forgiveness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. You see, I, I, you know, and, and you said I'm probably on somebody else's list. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on, y'all. Y'all know that there are some people that's done the same to you, and you listen to me do this message, and Jesus talking, and you in church, and this and that, and you say, well, pastor don't understand what they've done to me and how they hurt me. If he really understands, it ain't me that's supposed to understand. I didn't write nothing in here. Because right. if it had been in the Gospel of Johnny, I'd go 50-50. But it's not in the <laughs> Gospel of Johnny. It's in the Gospel of Matthew, Luke, and John. Do you understand? And the Bible is right. Because I have been there. When I've let some things go, Okay, some things go in my life and forgiven some people in my life and got some forgiveness. I'm living a good life right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you all really understand what I'm saying? You see, you've been called names. Have you been called names? Been called out of your name, huh? Right? Some people have done some wrong, took some money from you, got in some bad situations. Some people have been molested in here, raped, all these kind of things. Each, if you don't forgive them, they keep doing it to you. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? Is because some of you act like you ain't went through nothing. Let me tell you, this is an integrated church, right? And and uh, um, I have a lot of some say white, some say Caucasian friends, right? When I played in 1960, they took me to the football field, and we the play was quick pitch right. Some of you know the story. Fumbled the ball, picked it up, and ran a few yards, and was tackled, and over by the other side, and I was called every name under the sun. All right. Spring Hill, all right? Every name under the sun. They, they took me off the football field because of all the racial stuff that was going on, all right? Guess what? If I would have not forgiven and let that go, I'd have lost some good, good friends. Mom. Right, see? You see? Could have still held on to that. Y'all understand what I'm saying in here? You see, I would not allow somebody else's prejudice to imprison me. You see, do you understand? You see, y'all want to hear some good wisdom? Don't let somebody else's cold make you sick. Well, teach. You understand what I'm talking about? I ain't going to make nobody else's prejudice make me sick. Come on. Huh? I'm not going to let somebody else's talk make me sick. Right? Do y'all understand what I'm saying? But so that's why you forgive those people and it will heal you. You see, do you understand what I'm saying? And then God's got a blessing. Y'all, because some of you are looking at me, wow. God's about a blessing. See, if, you, if, if I would have became prejudiced, okay, then we wouldn't have had this church. Because a lot of people don't know that it was a jail ministry and there was three people. 
And there were three girls that would sing, and I would go up to Jackson County Jail and done of it. And one of them was a little white girl, and she came to me. They wouldn't go to church. Sister Kim, I said, y'all need to go to church. After we got through, said, no, you need to start one. That's why you're sitting in here. You understand what I'm saying? Most of you didn't know that, right? So what are we trying to do? We're trying to get past some, some anger. We're trying to get past some hurt and some pain, right? Like I told you all, I never met my father ever, seen a picture of anything. I used to, I'm not caught up in that. When I heard about who he was, I'm glad I never saw him. Because I don't want me to be nothing like that. Do you understand? I'm a pretty good guy. In, in y'all's eyes, I'm a great guy in my eyes, but uh, I'm a pretty good guy in y'all's eyes, right? right? But if I'd have been like him, I'd be either dead or in prison. Ask me why. He got killed. All right? Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's it. You see what I'm saying? So some don't hold on to something that's paralyzing you and hindering your prayers, all right? Forgiveness is also letting go of past grudges you gotta or... Past grudges. You got to let, let it go. Let those past grudges go. What are you holding on to them for? Right? Or lingering anger. And lingering anger. Let it, you got to let it go. Get rid of it. Let me tell you something. It'll become a toehold. It'll become a foothold. And the next thing you got is a stronghold. And it will injure you and hinder you for the rest of your life. The old folks say, I'm going to take that to my grave. Is that it? Is that what you want? Hmm. To take your anger huh, and your rage and all that to your grave? Okay. You still love me? Just start anywhere. Okay. Accepting when to do amends. This is the commentary. Could injure them or others. You see, we, we want to forget, but see, you, some people you can't go to, folks, because it's going to injure them and others, and maybe you. <laughs> All right. Here above all, we must let go of our own wishes. Because my wish, I got to let my wish go. Because my wish, you go through the same thing you put me through. You deserve 10 times worse than what you put me through. I'm the only one in here would like to fight back. All right. Again, we must let go of our own wishes in these mm -hmm. matters and let God handle the entire situations. Put them in God's hands. Let them go. I dare, dare y'all to try this. True forgiveness, true repentance from somebody and let God deal with them. Well. You know, God's different than most people think. I think the first promise in the Bible, y'all know what the first promise is in the Bible, right? Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the face of the earth. That's right. You see, that thy days may be longer. Do you get that? That thy days may be longer. In other words, he said, if you don't, I might get you. You might get killed. That's right. That's Exodus 20 for you all to want to look that up, okay? You see what I'm talking about? Are you all with me? Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. We wish we could make this or that thing up, but can't without injuring them. In other words, sometimes you want to make it better. You just want to go and fix it. But you can't. Because some people, y'all want to tell me, let me tell you something you don't know? There's some people, if they look at you, they get sick of you. Yeah, they are. Come on. It gets me when people sit in church thinking everybody loves them. Are you crazy? Uh, there, are some people, there are some people who don't like you. And folks think that was right. 
But sometimes when you go to somebody, and even if your heart's right, your presence will cause them to have issues. So you got to leave it alone. All right? So we have to let go of our pride. Let go of the matter that we wish we could make up. Sometimes we want to make it up. I, want, well, I, I just want to do something to make it up. And nobody's been in this situation. Come on. Yeah. Well, sweetheart, I'd like to make this up to you. Come on. And you get them eyes rolling. <laughs> and if it's a sister, you know how that's going to go. <laughs> yeah, you know how that's going to go. That ain't going to be a good thing. Come on here, y'all. And all the sisters laugh, know they one of them folks that can roll that neck. Right. You're going to cause some issues. Y'all That's get right. what I'm talking about? That's right. And it's going to cause somebody to get in a fight. It's going to cause an argument. Come on, there's some things and some people you can't go to. You got, it's going to cause an argument. It's going to cause a confrontation. You have to pray and let God go. You got to let it go and let God take care of that. That's right. All right? Everybody doesn't want to hear your apology. Right? But in your heart, you know it's going to injure them, so you take it to God. Right. And you, you repent, you, you're sorry, but you take it to God. And it'll hurt you sometimes because you want to fix it. But you can't fix it because that person's not spiritual enough. And there's two things. To forgive somebody, to forgive somebody, church, you got to be spiritual. Amen? Amen. And to uh, receive forgiveness, you got to be spiritual. Right. And so some of the things that we do, Sister Heather, is nonsense to some folks right. because they're not spiritual. And so when you go to them and you really in your heart truly want to repent, they don't understand it because you got to be spiritual to understand forgiveness and, re- and forgiveness and repentance. Does that make sense? That's right. And there should be a scripture there somewhere. There is. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 14 says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of so, God. So what are you doing? You're talking to somebody, a spiritual person, talking to a non-spiritual person. They'll cuss you out. Yeah, they will. Come on here. Don't get up in. You don't get me up in church. All the hypocrites up in church. Y'all know y'all ain't speaking. Done done it or had it been done. You go to a non-spiritual person talking about God that you forgive them, they will what? They will go off on you because they're not spiritual and they can't receive it because you have to be spiritual to receive it. Forgiveness, right? I held grudges with for a long time in other areas of my life that people were sincere about repenting and being sincere, asking me forgiveness, but because I was not spiritual, I did not receive it. All right. As I got older in the spirit, not age, older in the spirit, then I was able to receive the forgiveness because my heart was right. Does that make sense? And I guarantee you, now, there are some people sitting with some folks in here. If you would sit down in a conversation with some husbands, some wives, or whatever relationship you're in, there are some folks that's holding grudges against you, and they in the same household. Yeah, in this church, guess me how I know, or we wouldn't be doing this message. That's right. God is speaking to us to get it right. Do you understand? 
there are some things that I've had to ask Gwen for forgiveness, but there are some things that I had to keep between me and God, or she'd be done. That's right. You see? You can't tell everything. That's right. You see? Because if people are not in, come on here, if they're not in a spiritual, in, in a spiritual mindset, Christ mindset, they're not going to forgive you. Let me tell you, my flesh, sometimes I'm like Paul. When I would try to do good, evil is always present. Right. There's some things that I have to pray for and ask the Holy Spirit, Sister Edda, to keep me Come on. from acting up because my name is, see, y'all call me Pastor Fields, all right? And that's a good thing. And some people call me Reverend Fields, and that's a good thing. Unfortunately, Johnny Fields is laying dormant. Come on. Are you with me? And certain things, if I'm not in the spirit, get, I can talk about me. If I'm not in the spirit, Johnny Fields shows up. And when Johnny Fields shows up, it's a confrontation. Does that make sense? I will, if there's an issue or circumstance that comes up in my household, y'all need to get it right with me with Sister Gwen, and we have a thing, and I have to ask forgiveness, I have to go pray first. Does that make sense? Because I don't care who you are, and you may not know it, everybody's got a button. Everybody got a button. Now, you know what gets me? Paul had one, the greatest Christian that ever lived. People say Jesus was. Jesus was not a Christian. He's a Savior. All right. Paul had one, and he kept praying and kept working so that he could keep himself together. And he always called himself what? You all, when you go home, open your New Testament and read the Pauline epistles, and he'll always start out saying, I, the least of the saints. Paul always starts out, I, the least of the saints, and he kept remembering to himself that even though I am saved, I ain't safe. That's the one I use all the time, right? So I have to understand this, that there's some things Johnny Fields can't fix That's right. that he needs to turn it over to God. All right. It goes on to say that these people are considered foolish and cannot understand them because they're discerned only through the Spirit. It, this, this stuff is called, it's foolishness to them. They can't understand it because you have to be spiritual to understand it. Am I making sense to you? You see, if you're not spiritual, you can't understand it. It's like some folk in here can't understand what I'm saying. They're not spiritual. I ain't mad at you. Yeah. But Pastor, somebody go me, Pastor. I didn't like your message. Said, yeah, probably because you ain't spiritual. <laughs> so you don't understand what I'm talking about, right? Because if you're spiritual, you understand that. Because if you are spiritual and you're in this church today, that's everybody in here, and you're in this church today, you know that you need to do some... Some things you need to clean up in your life. You see? And this, you got to start here with forgiveness and allow other people to come to you and ask for forgiveness and truly mean it. And then there's some people that you want to forgive, but you can't go to them because it would injure them. You need to say, repent to God, say you're sorry, and put it in his hands. Does that make sense? And then maybe a few years later, you can become friends or become family again. All right? Because you all, now, the only people say amen to this. There are some people in your family you can't talk to. Amen. Well, don't get mad at them. They ain't spiritual. Right? They don't understand it. Does anybody in here know Latin? Thank you. So if I'd done this message in Latin, wouldn't nobody understand it? That's right. So I couldn't get mad at you, right? Because I'm speaking a language you don't understand. 
stay here with me. Some people are speaking a language of forgiveness that other folk don't understand. Does that make sense? And so you mad at somebody who you shouldn't be mad at. You upset at somebody who you shouldn't be upset at because you're speaking Latin. They don't know Latin. That's what it is to them. So you don't go to them because it's going to cause injury and hurt to them. You go to God. All right? What pastor in 1 Corinthians is saying is that an unspiritual person isn't able to understand God and his ways. He can't understand God and his ways. They only rely on human reasoning or emotion. They only rely on what? Human reasoning. Here's how it works. You ain't changed. You may go to church, but you ain't changed. Now you want to come in here, now you want to be church. You ain't going to be in the church very long anyway. And you really went to church, and you really got saved, and you really want to forgive them, and you want forgiveness, but they can't see it because they have never had that transition themselves. It's easy for me to forgive folks. Ask me why. All the hell I done done? That's right. Huh? In my life? And I can't forgive somebody that's done something to me? All of the lies I done told? You see? Come on, men. The real men. Now, some of y'all no, don't say this because y'all ain't been there. All the little girls in, in high school and stuff, you told me you was in love with them? Well, come on. Huh? Some of you done told... Hey, wait a minute. So they ain't, I ain't get what I want. Some of you done told some wives that. Come on. They ain't in your life no more. That's right. Right? Done walk down the aisle. See, they, they done upset me because they didn't talk back to me. Done told God and the mama and the daddies, I'm going to take do all this. And look where you're at. Well... You see? You understand what I'm saying? All those things that we've done to other people, take inventory of your own self. You remember that sermon I'd done from Kobe Bryant, and I used it spiritually? Edit yourself. When you edit yourself, you'll find out it's easy to forgive somebody else what they've done to you because of what you've done to others. But then you've got to edit yourself and know that you can't go to some folks because they just don't like you. That's right. Okay? So and you told. injure them by going there, okay? But you got the Holy Spirit will tell you who to go to and who not to go to, all right? So then we're told in Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, that if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. This Jesus, it's in the red. It's in the red. Here I go. We made a direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Jesus says, here's what he's saying, Scripture, some folk don't want to hear you. That's right. Jesus says, you need to dust your feet and get out of there. And it's amazing, don't go out and tell people what the pastor said, this is Jesus talking. Jesus says that some folks ain't wanting to hear you. Dust your feet and go. They don't want to hear your apology. They don't want to hear your, I'm sorry. He says, dust your feet and go. And then you leave it to him to handle it. All right? And then we're told in Romans chapter 14, verse 13, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. And that stumbling block could be a telephone call from you. 
You see, that stumbling block could be a text. That's what y'all do now. A text from you. An email from you. Some folks, you need to leave them alone because it's going to be a stumbling block to them. And you could be a stumbling block to them. Your presence could be. And as much as you love them, as much as you want it to work, it ain't, it's your stumbling block to them. They're not ready. They're not ready. And the Bible says, I want him to read that again so we can understand that. Let me read that. Where is that at? Romans. Okay. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up our mind not to put any, any, say any, any. stumbling block in front of our brothers and sisters. And sometimes, I know you ain't liking what I'm saying because you got quiet. Sometimes you are a stumbling block to somebody else. Even though you're right, leave it alone. Dust your feet, give it to God, and go on about your business. Amen to that? Amen to that? Yeah. yeah. You see? I see, sometimes when I look at uh, people and say, you ought to come up here. You ought, you ought to come up here. Folks be yawning and looking at you. Don't do the ugly face to me. I'm only doing my job. I'm only doing my job. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, I'm only doing my job. If I was sitting out there, I'd want to be looking ugly too. But I'm doing my job. Do you all think this don't hurt me? Let me tell you what you got. Look at me. You got one-tenth of what I know. If I had to give you the other part of that, you would be sick. When I've studied this lesson of forgiveness, and y'all know that's a problem. Haven't I told everybody in church that's a problem with me? Forgiveness and patience is a problem for me, all right? This thing hurts, but I'm trying to get all the blessing God, Denise, wants to give me. I can't let anger and past stuff block my future. Come on, come on. Say and that. you ought to be the same way. Say that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Go ahead. If I, am I done? I was going to read it in another version. All right, if you want to, I'm good. So this is from the message. Okay. It says, forget about deciding what's right for each other. Whoa. Why would you pull that up? Somebody's still hungry. Yeah, wow. Forget what? We need to know. You don't know what's right for me. Let me tell y'all something that they won't tell you. I've been married 48 years. I don't know everything that's right for my wife. Are you crazy? Sometimes I don't even know she is. She might don't know who I am when we can wake up. So you can't, it don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Forget about that, what's right. We want to talk about what's right in somebody else's life. You don't even know what's right in your own. Come on. You see what I'm talking about? All right, here we go. Here's what you need to be concerned about. <laughs> that you don't get in the way of someone else. Don't get in the way of somebody else. Making life more difficult than it already is. Why would you make life more difficult to each other than it already is? Life is difficult enough without us putting stuff in other people's way. Why would you make life more difficult for your children and your grandchildren? Why would you do that? Life's tough enough without us making it difficult. Brother Jason, I ain't popular today. I'm about to come back with something else next Sunday. But this is the truth. Why would you make your wife's life more difficult? Your husband, your children, your parents, your siblings, why would you do that? Why would you be the stumbling block? The writer says... They wouldn't say it, but some of these kids would say, 
when you say I love you, will daddy move the stumbling blocks? Mama say I love you. Some kids might say, but move the difficulties you put in my life. All right. The writer says, I'm convinced because Jesus convinced me. said, he's convinced. Jesus convinced me. When I got saved, it took a while, a little work, but when everything got together, all the stumbling blocks were moved out of my life. The ones I caused others and the ones others caused me. Now I can live free and walk in the freedom of Christ. That's right. But it all started at forgiveness. That's right. It started forgive. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Church starts at what time? Sunday? And the next service starts at what? 10.30. And I expect some of you all to stay for both because most of you have been in churches that last as long as we do too. <laughs> and we're, we're doing two, diff, two messages, and I'm doing one, Trevor's doing the other, and you don't know which one, who's doing where. But I expect some of you to, we do Easter, we always do two services because, you know, some people like to bring their families and all that. All right. Good Friday, Brother DJ does Good Friday, and it, we need to support him. He has, always has a good evangelistical message for us. It starts at 7, and the service doesn't last but about an hour, and then our pastor anoints. It's one of the very few times that you'll see pastor with a collar on, anointing, right, because it's a special time. It's Friday at 7. Brother, Brother DJ does that. We good? All right.